0: All right, I got one line open. 800-859-0957, 800-859-0WJR. If you want it, we're talking Donald Trump and whether or not you A, agree with the decision by the Colorado Supreme Court or B, do you believe this is going to hurt or help Donald Trump? Because with every with, with every charge with a with a mugshot, anything this guy does or say only seems to make him stronger. He's able to fundraise more. He builds his base. Whatever he does, he becomes stronger. He becomes more able to compete for, the, for this job once again. And I think that, that scares a lot of people. I'd love to hear from you. 800-859-0957, 800 0 We'll get back to the calls in just a moment. There was an interesting piece in the Washington Post. The changing face of America's favorite sport. You guessed it. Football. And there has been a decline in participation in some states. But 23 states, including here in Michigan, at the high school level, exceeded the nation's overall average or rate of participation amongst high school football players. It continues to maintain and be... One of the most popular sports in the world, but certainly here in the United States. But it is changing. Why? How? David Shinin's a sports feature writer for The Washington Post, and he took a deep, deep dive into this and he joins us. Dave, good to have you. Hey, thank you for having me. Uh, how, how is this game changing, this game that we love in the United States? How is it, how is it changing?
1: Yeah, well, um you know it it's um the 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 participation rates are, decry- are declining across the board across America but there are major discrepancies there and major differences between uh where football remains popular and where it doesn't and they are divisions uh along uh state lines but also demographic lines, racial lines, political lines and economic lines. And so the game over time, and really this has been uh, the case since the arrival of the CTE crisis in football around mm-hmm. 2010 to 2012. But in those 12 to 14 years, you know this has accelerated, and it's left the game, uh, the the talent base of football, um, increasingly it is the domain of minorities
0: and conservative white Americans. You know, it's it's interesting because you look at at baseball, for example. Baseball is such a global sport, where teams and organizations are able to dip into different parts of the world for talent. Um, certainly, the National Basketball Association has been able to do that too, going into Europe, going into to different places in Asia to try to find talent. It's it's become a global sport. Right. American football is not necessarily that way. There are there are. Uh, growing numbers of Samoan football players, certainly on the West Coast, but for the most part, um, these are American-born and bred talent, and you get very few players from the, around the world playing this game. It, 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 what is the future if 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 yeah. players at a at the bottom level at the high school level are declining? What where do you think this thing is going?
1: Well, that's a great question and, and a great observation. If you'll notice, though, the NFL has made massive inroads in recent years in Europe and Latin America and other places. They they play games every year in Europe. Uh, they're expanding that effort; it's getting bigger all the time. Um, you know, they are looking into other. Uh, parts of the world now for talent and they've also embraced flag football which mm. is a fascinating development that they used to essentially ignore flag football as you know something that that kids did at summer camp but all of a sudden with the participation dropping the way it is and and largely because of cte fears The NFL has embraced flag football as a potential new avenue into the sport. And, you know, their hope is that kids get introduced to flag football. It's a safer alternative. And then by the time they reach high school, uh, they've fallen in love with the sport to the extent that they uh, insist to their parents they want to play high school football, which is tackle.
0: Mm. Well, it's a very interesting look at how this game is changing and, and what the the highest leagues in this country are trying to do to continue to attract young talent and then hopefully as you mentioned develop it develop the love for the game and then hopefully uh dive in head first uh david shining appreciate the time it's a great read i hope people take a look at it thank you so much yeah you got it that's david shining with the washington post really an interesting fa uh, an interesting look into what exactly is going on with football and the potential of of the the viability of it Going forward, I urge you to take a look. All right, 800-859-0957, 800-859-0957. Right back to your calls on Donald Trump, Rockies in Lansing. What's up, Rock? Hey, Chris, how are you doing today? Good, man. Good. I got to tell you, I'm a retired veteran of the United States Marine Corps, and right now how everything is playing out in this country, I am scared to death for my children and my grandchildren. I totally believe that the Democrats and the liberals they their goal is to separate us and just know it and i i I believe that with all my heart. I don't want it to be true, but
1: I truly believe that's what it is.
0: Rocky here's and what as- I'll tell you and, and i and I don't disagree my My thing is what, what what I see from politicians, and I don't mean every politician but i I mean as the profession. They thrive when we are divided. They thrive when we don't have conversations. They thrive when you surround yourself with like-minded people and don't consider other people's opinions. Why? Because their goal is to get reelected. Their goal is to continue to rake in $170,000 a year, not have to pay for flights, and continue to rake in the government bennies. It's it's a win-win for them. So it's, it's very important, I find, that when people get involved in politics, that they do it for the right reasons. And, and I always found I have a lot of respect for people that, that, that dip out of politics, that say, this isn't for me anymore. This isn't what I thought it was going to be. Like Paul Mitchell, like somebody who I had a lot of respect for because he said, look, this isn't for me anymore. Right, wrong, or indifferent, you agreed with him or not. He said, this isn't for me anymore. And then he retired. It was it. He was done. He didn't need it anymore. And so I just, we don't have enough people like that. We don't have enough people to take principled stances because it's the right thing to do. They do things because, well, is this going to get me reelected? Should I say Bidenomics? But I'm in a very troubled district and there's a lot at stake here and I don't want to lose my job, but I want to make sure that I'm doing things the party wants. No, No, it's nonsense. What's right? What do your constituents want you to do? What, what, what's important for you? That's what we need to be looking at. I, 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 I'm with you. I believe politicians as a whole, not all, but as a profession, they thrive when you and I and everybody are divided and fighting about meaningless things or, or taking your eye off the ball when other more important things are happening and they're shoving something else in your face. Full rack of calls next on JR Afternoon.